When you run your application on Grameen, it will automatically create the Enclave for you and actually take your application and run it inside the Enclave. Hi, welcome to the Open and Intel podcast. I'm Catherine Druckmann, an open source evangelist here at Intel. This episode continues our confidential computing conversation from our previous episode. My guest is Mona Vij, Principal Engineer at Intel Labs. We'll dive into Grameen, a confidential computing consortium project, which is a library OS for running unmodified applications, easing the path to running in a trusted execution environment. Enjoy, and please join us again for more important open source conversations. I'm talking to Mona Vige, a principal engineer at Intel Labs, who leads Intel's efforts on the Grameen project, which is a library OS that allows for running unmodified applications, and among other things, solves the problem of running applications out of the box on Intel SGX-enabled hardware, which we'll dive into shortly. I'm excited for us all to learn a bit more about Grameen, including me. <laughs> so thank you for joining me, Mona. Hey, happy to be here, Catherine. So, you know, I, I want to get into this because there's so much, there's so much here to talk about, honestly. Grameen is a, is a very interesting project. You know, we've heard a lot about it. If you're following Intel and, and Intel uh, open source, which I hope you are, uh, you've probably heard of Grameen, but you may not know what it does. So Grameen eases the path to running applications on Intel SGX enabled hardware, that's software guard extensions. Uh, can you help us lay the groundwork a bit and talk about why that's interesting and, and Particularly, who could benefit most from using Grammy? First of all, you have to be an expert developer. You have to know about this Intel SGX feature, right? Even if you know what it provides you, you have to figure out what to do with it. And so not only you have to be an expert developer to develop your applications, you also have to go learn about Intel SGX. Even though Intel SGX offers an SDK, which allows you to sort of, it abstracts away some of the nitty-gritty details, but you still have to know on how to use this SDK to use in your software. And versus Grameen provides you yet another layer of abstraction where it says, hey, you can bring your application and we can give you automatic guarantees that Intel SGX provides, sort of running your unmodified applications in an enclave. That sounds massively helpful from, from the developer perspective. So what are the main challenges, though? So I'm a developer, right? I'm, I have my application. I've already written it. I don't want to you know, make any modifications to use uh, Intel SGX. So what are the main challenges in integrating existing applications with trusted execution environments like Intel SGX? And how can these challenges be overcome? Yeah, so let me, um, for, for those who don't know what Intel SGX is, it's, as Catherine said, it's software guard extensions. It gives you a space um, area to run your code where your confidentiality and integrity of your code and data is protected. So Intel has these set of instructions that you can use to um, use this feature. But as a developer, you have to know what is it that you want to protect? Do you want to protect the whole application? Probably, but is there any sensitive data that your code is managing? So a lot of times you have the code and data, which is millions of lines of code. And uh, how do you figure out what part of the code needs to be protected and what can be non-secure? But that can be pretty challenging depending on how complex your software is. Typically, it's not one developer. It's a set of developers that are building an application. For example, um, we looked at in the early days, we looked at Snort 
which is uh, sort of an intrusion detection system. And they really want to make sure that no one like an administrator or system software user who has root privileges can muck up with your policies, for mm, example. Okay. And uh, so they, but it's not is such a large piece of code. Plus it's really hardened over the years. Now, if you have to go change your code to run in an enclave, you may actually inadvertently may introduce some bugs in your code. And so not only that you need to know this large body of code, you don't want to modify it if it has been battle tested over the years. So a lot of developers, what they want is they just want to be able to protect the whole workload. It's, it's everything that comes with the data as well as the code. And that's what Grameen allows you to do. Grameen sort of takes away that, that burden from the developer. When you uh, run a code, uh, your application on Grameen, it will automatically create the enclave for you and actually take your application and run it inside the enclave. So you know how in when you want to execute a binary, you sort of just type the executable name and it starts executing. With Grameen, you can just say Grameen and the name of the binary and Grameen will paste do all the work of creating the enclave, loading your binary inside the enclave. And then you get those automatic protections. It's very appealing. Having Grameen be the thing that sort of holds your hand through the security process in a way is very interesting. But 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 there are but no there are challenges on Grameen side too. This is our this is sure. our ultimate goal goal for any arbitrary Linux application. But I, I can I'll go into why for one it's it's really great for certain classes of workloads. Other classes of workloads won't work out of the box. Multiple reasons. One is Grameen is still work in progress. And uh, and the second one is, yeah, there are there are certain classes of apps which are just not suitable to run in a Ring 3 enclaves, and those won't work. Ah, okay. Well, yeah, I think we'll get to that. I have, I, I have some questions in mind there. <laughs> so, so I think you kind of... you may have already answered this a little bit, but how how does secure enclaves found in modern processors help to protect sensitive data? And in particular, how does Grameen utilize the security features of Intel SGX to protect sensitive data in use? Yeah, so, and I, I guess I sort of touched upon it, but first of all, let's just back up a little bit. Today, we know we can um, protect the data um, in store by using encryption when it sits on the hard disk. We can protect the data when it's being transferred. We can use encryption again over TLS or whatever. But when you're actually processing the data in the CPU, it's completely unclear. And if you are a super user or if you just have privileges on the system, you can dump the system memory. You can actually look at anything that your program is, is doing, right? Of course, you have to be a, have system uh, root privileges. But with, with, some, with something like SGX, we really want to take the system software, hypervisor, everything out of the trusted computing base. Um, what they do is they still isolate your applications. One application can't look into the other application, but if I'm a super user, I can. And how do I get that super user out of the trust base? We sort of bring the CPU in, the, in, the, in your trusted computing base. It's the CPU that offers everything when it's running, uh, running in, in this mode, it's encrypted. Meaning, uh, if, unless you are running inside that mode, you can uh, have access to the code and the data. But if you're running outside the enclave, like if, if a root user tries to read your memory, they will basically get all ones. And if they try to write it, all the writes will be dropped. And it's, it's done at the CPU level. Okay. So you think, think of this isolated protected memory that's only accessible in this enclave mode. Got it, okay. Um, I, I think many may wonder about some challenges 
you kind of hinted at them mm-hmm. when adding this extra layer of complexity. How how does the use of gramming in trusted execution environments like Intel SGX mm-hmm. impact performance? And and what are some best practices to minimize that impact? Yeah. So you know nothing <laughs> nothing <comes laughs> nothing is free. free. Nothing is yes. free, right? <laughs> So uh, obviously now we are uh, talking about these extra um, access controls in the CPU, right? When you're looking at certain memory, CPU says, no, 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 you're not in enclave mode. So they drop it. All of that adds cycles, right? And similarly, anytime you leave the enclave, we don't want and uh, because typically when you switch address spaces, you could be, you sort of save your state and then you're restored when you resume, right? All of that state also needs to be to be uh, encrypted or we call it we sort of leave the synthetic state for for that enclave so that which means uh, entry and exits of on from enclaves is very very expensive so i guess if you're familiar with linux applications historically entry and exits from user space to kernel space used to be very expensive it's it's gotten uh, cheaper and cheaper over the years but but still every time you're doing transitions so this is also more transition in the cpu right it's very expensive and it's actually thousands of cycles it's a lot more expensive than going from ring three to ring zero going from enclave mode to non-enclave mode but every time you make a system call you have to go to the kernel you have to leave the enclave right so rule of thumb is um, that uh, you want to don't want to leave the enclave as often uh, too often try to avoid those right so so I'll, I'll back up. That is a general rule of thumb for SGX. But Grameen, on the other hand, is really nice. It's, it's, so by the way, before Grameen was adopted uh, for SGX, it started out just as a libOS, a compatibility layer, and the whole goal was to get performance enhancements. So what, what they do is Grameen is, implements a lot of the, the, I guess, part of the kernel in a user space. That's why it's called a library OS. So a lot of the system calls, when an application makes a system call, it's a library OS that processes it. You don't even have to go to ring, ring zero, right? And so uh, instead of 300 or so system calls, it goes to ring zero only on 40 or so, or maybe 50 at this point, system calls. It already reduces user kernel boundaries. And that's why it was very, very attractive to port it to SGX. Because in SGX, we want to leave the enclave in as few system calls as we um, want and this is also where we call it the we can build this sort of protection layer anytime you leave the enclave we need to make sure all the entry and exit we have to sanitize any inputs and outputs so it makes our life much easier if you had 300 or so system calls you have to do sanitization the, the job is very difficult so so Grameen was very very suitable before it it actually used to be called graphene and then mm-hmm. the, there was a name change when we joined the consor- confidential compute consortium but it's, it's, it was so suitable for, for SGX and then and here we are. It started out as a research project, actually. Yeah. Well, that's actually a great segue. So, so Grameen joined the Confidential Computing Consortium in 2021. That's correct. Um, can, can you tell us the basic principles of confidential computing? Why, why is Grameen an important project in that space? And, and I just wondered also, you know, for anybody new to the idea of confidential computing, could you describe the concepts a little bit? 
Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Again, um, I think I have interviewed some of this in my in my previous responses, but mm -hmm. let's um, yeah. So, like I said, confidential computing is is um, is protection of data in use. Anytime you're computing on sensitive data, uh, if you if you're running in a confidential compute environment, it's protected. And I think confidential compute consortium, which is part of Linux Foundation, they have a definition for it, which is basically protection of data in use by, by running it in a trusted execution environment. And a trusted execution environment is something that several of the hardware vendors offer, like Intel offers right. SGX and they now offer TDX. We have several other um, vendors who also offer different confidential compute or different trusted execution environments. Mm -hmm. right. And practically all of them offer this confidentiality, integrity guarantees. One other thing, all the confidential compute uh, all the trusted execution environments offer is this idea of attestation. We are not yes. only your confidentiality and integrity is protected, you can actually prove to a remote party that you are actually running in an enclave by presenting sort of a hash of your um, your initial code. That's one thing. Or you can also use, we have this idea of you can either prove my code was signed by so-and-so or this was the hash of my code and then it will not be that the hardware gives you the guarantee that it will not be tampered with. So attestation yeah. actually is a very powerful feature that TEs offer. So just in case anybody else is you know familiar with other confidential computing software, like for example, Enarch's Oculum, other projects that fall under this, the CCC, the Confidential Computing Consortium, what are the technical differences between Grameen and those other solutions? You know, uh, Technically, if you think about, um, so there are there are a few others. You mentioned only Oculum and Enox, but let's look at there is Open Enclave SDK, which is actually I would just say they are all abstraction layers. So Open Enclave SDK and there is Intel SDK as well. They offer sort of developers a slightly higher level of abstraction, so they don't need to deal with Intel ISA to use SGX, right? And then library OS is like, so Coquelin is a library OS as well. And Arx, um, you can probably say the same thing, but really let's talk about Grameen and Oculum. They are very, very similar. They just have slightly different design choices. Both of them aim to provide running unmodified applications. Both of them reduce the entry and exits from enclaves. Both of them also, by the way, it's not just running your applications in an enclave. It's also providing a whole bunch of security features. Like I said, abstraction layer where you can check inputs and outputs. We also offer encrypted file systems or automatically or protecting your network traffic um, or making sure any binaries that are loaded dynamically are, are protected. And both Oculum and Grameen actually I have to say were very similar. There are a few design choices where Oculum and uh, Grameen differ. For example, when you, in a Linux application, when you fork a child process, Oculum sort of runs runs it in the same address space. They sort of use another thread uh, to do so versus Grameen creates a completely new process, launches a new enclave, and uh, and there are different reasons the two projects chose to do one or the other. Similarly, there are several technical differences, but at the highest level, they're both aiming to uh, help secure uh, arbitrary Linux application. Enarx is quite interesting. So Enarx is offers a WebAssembly interface, right? It is it is, it is, is trying to be sort of, I don't know, hardware agnostic as well as software agnostic because WebAssembly is this sort of, think of it as an intermediate representation. You can write your code in Python uh, 
or Rust or whatever and convert it into WebAssembly. And then again, same thing, Anax automatically creates the Enclave for you and it would run your code in there. So they're all, in the end, they're make, trying to make the life of developers easy. And, and I think they're all very similar in some aspects and then different in other aspects. So I think this space is quite broad and they will each will attract slightly different set of developers or use cases. Can you can you give us an example of a real world application that utilizes Grameen with Intel X, SGX? Yeah, uh, so I think there are quite a few in development, but the one I would like to highlight is this e-prescription from Gematic and IBM. Uh, so it's been in pilot for a while, I would say more than a year. Um, and it went into production recently, at least a small production deployment is already there. Uh, so this project is basically deployed in Germany, it takes all of Germany's like paper prescriptions and converts them to e-prescription. And one of the requirements from the German government was to use all open source software, right? So they collaborated with us to use Grameen for their SGX protected code in their solution. So it's a big solution and there's some parts of their code uses SGX and that's when they're deploying Grameen. Um, there are quite a few startups who are deploying solutions uh, in the AI, ML, and blockchain space uh, with Grameen, and I believe some of them are already in production. You know, the interesting thing with the open source project is some we most we do know, but sometimes we may not even know where it is deployed um, if it's deployed in production, right? Um, mm -hmm. Because yeah, yeah. sure. Um, so, but 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 we have, like I just said, we have quite a pretty healthy community. Most of the time, they reach out to us and uh, and uh, actually share that they are using Grameen and they're deploying it. So, we do highlight some of our customers on our on our GitHub page. I like that you mentioned mentioned something about health data. That's a that's my mind typically goes to health data first when I think think about anything that re really needs privacy preservation, you know, and hardened security. So that's a really good one. That that said, so what what do you feel like would be the most common use cases for Grammyized applications? What would you like to see in the future? Like, again, to you, what is what is the ultimate Grammyan success story look like? So okay, I think we are also on the on that path. So I, I first of all, let's just say this: like while SGX, so this is not just Grammyan story, SGX story, right? What is it that people want to use SGX for? In, in general, if you look at it, AI ML is basically go, getting into all walks of life. Right? Yeah. In many cases, the, the models, either the models have sensitive IP or the data they are processing on, they want to, it's, it's sensitive data, like health data or financial data. So I think there are just so many use cases that are popping up to protect your either, uh, either training, inferencing. We will see a lot of those use cases pop up. And like I said, Grameen is again just a tool in your toolbox, meaning you uh, can, for example, just use Grameen to protect while you're processing on sensitive data in a, in, a, in a machine learning deployment, you can use Grameen. And this whole big data analytics, by the way, if you look at most of the, the, the healthcare applications, they're not really single application. It's not that they're running like single machine learning inferencing um, model, right? They, uh, these applications are distributed. They're made of several containers, microservices. So you know, there are this work happening. I think, I don't know if you've heard of Intel has an offering called Big DL PPML. So mm -hmm. big D, big DL is um, is Intel's offering for sort of running the big data analytics. Right, right. And they have added now privacy preserving machine learning in there, and they're integrating Grameen to run some of their core services. 
And I, I expect people to sort of use big DL in their solutions. Another example I completely forgot, you may have heard of, in fact, we've heard several announcements from Intel around uh, this collaboration we did on OpenFL, which is Federated Learning yes. Solution with UPenn. And they also used Grameen at the, at the end nodes for protecting the integrity of execution for a lot of the machine learning models. So it is already being deployed in this OpenFL. And th that was not really a production deployment. It was a pilot deployment. So that's one, one space. I think there, was, there were a bunch of hospitals in Spain who were also using Grameen for some COVID. Uh, uh, I think it was the, the lung scans just to sort of for COVID drug, drug discovery, I think at the time. So yeah, I actually expect to see Grameen deployed in wherever SGX is being deployed, which is which we expect in a lot of these multi-party applications in the healthcare, uh, finance, and uh, and the other space where SGX is being used quite a bit is in this whole blockchain uh, mm -hmm. space, Web3. And Grameen is being deployed there as well. That's exciting. It must be really gratifying. I mean, it, it, it always was for me to see something, you know, out in the wild that you've had your hands in so much. It's it's a it's a nice feeling, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I didn't. I think all of us who've been involved in the project from the from the beginning didn't expect uh, <laughs> to to. Uh, or I guess we just didn't really think. It's just it has come a long way, and um, I know I can tell you a little bit history of how the project sure yeah started as well. It, it started as a research project, right? It was, it was, it came out of Stony Brook with Don Porter and Chia Che Sai, who's a professor now at, you know, Don Porter is now at UNC, Chia Che is at uh, Texas A&M, it was a PhD thesis, and we, the project started where I said, hey, we really need to, this, like I mentioned, it looked very suitable for, for, for SGX, and said, can we port it to SGX? And we sort of did it at the time without thinking much about it, which was, uh, it was a project, it was a research project, and some of us were working on it. But then a, a startup called Golem, they are in the actually in this Web3 space, they came along and they said, Grameen is great. We really want to use it, but the code sucks. It's just, we need to really do more work. We are going to fork it. And I said, no, 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 if you are interested, we are working on improving it. We know this was just a proof of concept. So they joined hands with us along with ITL, which is Invisible Things Lab, and we formed the community. And that community came together around in 2017. And then with three of us and then a few other IBM joined and we got contributions from Alibaba, the community kept growing. And that's when we, uh, and I guess rest is history is, is how I would say we kept getting more and more traction. And as we, you really need to, to spend uh, cycles on it, right? Engineering effort. and. And that happened with this community coming together. And now we have a very successful, thriving open source community and uh, and people wanting to use it. It's just sometimes it's difficult to get over that hump. And we, I think, got over that hump when the, when the three or four groups came together. That's a, Thanks for that. That's, that's, that's a good background. So you touched on some of these things. We talked about health data and the importance of privacy there. I, I have a personal interest in... Um, data privacy, user privacy, if, you know, end users develop everybody's privacy. You know, I, I think that <laughs> we, we build a better world sure. when when we create when when we in, we we ensure privacy for for our data, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I wonder if if you might tell us a little bit more about the privacy and security problems that Grameen might help solve, even even for end users. I mean, I think we've been we've talked about 
It's application for developers, but I, I'm wondering about end users, about what kind of sort of high level problems you could see gramming being instrumental in solving. Yeah. So, so first of all, I have to say I'm not a privacy expert. And also a lot of times people think by throwing something in a, in a trusted execution environment, you'll automatically get privacy, right? You get yeah. confidentiality. You don't get privacy. So example, that's a good point. What does it not get you? Yeah, right. So the pro, so so by it's not enough. So privacy is a pretty complex, complex topic. So I think yes, we can absolutely. So there are all these patterns that you can observe. So for example, if we had, I don't know, a database of patients, some kind of uh, information on patients health health records. So how many cancer patients and how many, I don't know, other patients. And if you are just putting in an enclave, yes, nobody can see the names of the patients and the diseases or whatever, but they can, if they can monitor the traffic, like you can make certain queries on, um, on certain things. So you can trick the system by, you can still leak information. You can actually find out, hey, if you knew there were 10 patients you were looking at, five of them had cancer and three of them had something else, just because you're looking at access patterns. So there are a lot of other techniques like, I don't know, differential privacy or obfuscation. And there are lots of other techniques you have to apply. I think TEs just make your life easy. They give you a framework because if you didn't have confidentiality, you will have to work really, really hard. To, to keep that uh, data private, right? But to get complete privacy, you need to apply um, trusted execution environments plus other, other techniques to get full privacy. Let me just say, so by just throwing your stuff in an enclave is not enough, but it gives you, a, it gives, it gets you quite a ways there. And then you still have to make sure. So it is, it's very important that people don't get this false sense of privacy by running in a TE. That's just, uh, that's again, just gives you a tool. That's a great, great point. I appreciate that. I, so, okay. So now, now that everyone's super excited about Gramine, which I expect, frankly, because I think there are a lot of really great applications for this type of trusted enclave and easing the, easing the path to adoption is always a good thing. So where, where can developers get started with this? Which platforms I know, you know, you can get started with Azure, you know, has a really great path to using Gramine. Where, where would you recommend people go next? Yeah, so anyone who's interested in using using SGX, right? You can get SGX enabled VMs from from Azure. That's uh, it, because you first need a platform that supports SGX, right? I think mm-hmm. Intel um, Dev Cloud also will start offering uh, SGX enabled machines, and of course, you can buy like a lot of the there's hard your hardware might depending on if you have an Icelake server in your lab, if you're part of a big organization, you may already have SGX. It may or may not be be enabled, or 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 some of the earlier low end servers like E3 Milo servers. So depending on you may already have hardware with you uh, that may already have SGX because some of the the early systems even some of the older laptops had SGX of course yeah so so the point is you may have some hardware lying around but on the other hand if you're using cloud you can go to azure and i guess ali cloud also offers uh, SGX mm. enabled uh, vms right so that's a starting point you need a vm where SGX is actually the platform that offers you this feature and then most of the newer kernels i think was it 5.11, uh, offers SGX driver as part of the kernel. Mm. So you need a newer Linux kernel. 
and and then you can go to grameen github uh, grameenproject.io is our uh, website but you can also go to grameen github it's github.com grameen project that's where you can find the latest grameen release we have very detailed instructions on how to um install the packages and actually it also lists all the requirements for that like with respect to the kernel and whatnot and yeah definitely try it out and um, we also have a very active gitter uh, channel and you'll also find that on our github link and so once you try it if you run into problems you can ask us questions there you can file issues and of course if you are already building with grameen we look forward to your contributions file prs yeah that was my next question. Yeah, I, I like. I look for or my next comment. I look forward to, to the uh, contributors coming in as a result of this. And I can attest that the uh, onboarding documentation is actually very good. I went through it and I set up a Grameen enabled VM and and uh, yeah, I didn't really run into any problems. I, I ran into some, but they weren't Grameen related. It was it was some other library that I needed to update. On so system. Catherine, I have to tell you, I have to say this to you. So I think Grameen is still was written very much from, I guess, uh, more expert. The Grameen's documentation is still sort of written with expert developers in mind. But we also have this, uh, this, we are now attracting a lot of other developers who are not low level um, developers, but they just say use containers. A lot mm -hmm. of people with Grameen now, we also support this. This is, an, we've been supporting it for a while, but I think we have, we have not more, lot more stable support now mm -hmm. where you can actually sort of run an unmodified container. So you bring a Redis container and you mm -hmm. can run it in an enclave. You actually don't have to go through a lot of the steps that you know, if you're using if using non-container deployments yeah using using a building a graminized image is yeah. not a not a very heavy lift yes so so we are what we are also trying to improve our documentation to uh, to sort of attract different levels of developers and 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 that's just work in progress and as you if you start watching our our, our site you'll see we are constantly making improvements and that's our plan in the next I don't know, three to six months, you'll see huge improvements in documentation to just sort of up level the, the content a little bit. I think that that's really great to know. And I, I definitely for anyone listening, if you if you dive in, and I'm sure Mona and everybody would love to see some PRs against the documentation as well, if you find anything that's confusing or inaccurate or anything like that. Yes. And then in addition to, to, to lots of big corporations, like I mentioned, IBM using it, we have lots of startups using Ramin, and then we have a lot of academic partners. It's a great tool for anybody who's experimenting with trusted execution environments to not worry about all the stuff you have to do to sort of use SGX, but then you can focus on the problem you're solving. So we, we see a lot of uh, traffic from all the different uh, types of users or developers. Fantastic. Well, I think we're we're kind of nearing the end of of our time here, but um, I wanted to make sure. Is there anything that you really wanted to convey to people about Grammy and that you didn't get a chance to mention? Although you did cover a lot. So I guess if you still have questions about confidential computing, SGX, or or how Grammy eases that burden for you, feel free to to come chat with us on our our Gitter channel. I think that's that's really. I invite you to ask questions because unfortunately this is it's not that if you if a question pops up you don't know where to go go to our uh, channel and ask us questions thank you thank you so much for that well this has been great thank you so much for for sharing all this with us and 
I'm really excited to see where gramming goes this year. You know, we're, we're early. We've got a, a whole new year ahead of us. And uh, I think this is going to become more and more interesting. I'll say that. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Catherine, for this opportunity. And I'm, I'm just really excited to see where the, how far the project has come and where it's going. Um, and, and it's really exciting to, to, to see that. And like I said, my hope is really to see a lot more production deployments in the upcoming year, especially with the, with the, with the broader deployment of ISEC systems. So yes. Um, so maybe I'll speak with you another time and we can discuss how far it has come along <laughs> and dive in more. <laughs>